And now, our feature presentation. Country All right, roads. I'm recording again. Okay, okay, you can, I can stop singing country roads now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Thing, and the man who is taking us home on country roads, Tyler! Uh, could, could you quiet down for a second? My heart is whispering to me, and I can't quite hear it. Nice. All right, everybody. It's now time for... A very unexpected meme-filled episode of Cinema Shot. Um, we are now discussing. Oh, well, maybe because Country Roads is kind of a meme at this point for the the, the younger generation. But um, it's also a really good song too. Uh, but while we're talking about Country Roads, because we are talking about Whisper of the Heart. Uh, both of us have neither, neither similar to many uh, Gibby movies. We have not seen this one before. Nope. And uh, apparently, um, this is inspired by a manga that Miyazaki stumbled upon in the supermarket one day. Yeah, exa- uh, exactly. Um, uh, it was written by uh, Aoi Hiragai. Um, and so, let's go ahead and break it down before we uh, break it down. Um, uh, this is directed. Uh, it's 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 uh, Japanese titles Mimi o. Sumisawa, which means if you listen closely. So, very similar. Very similar. Um, listen to the heart if you listen closely. Uh, this was, of course, based on by Mimi Osusababa, which is the same name. Per, uh, directed by Yoshifumi Kondo, which there's a bit of a tragedy with this one. Uh, apparently, this is the only Studio Ghibli movie he would uh, direct. Um, and uh, apparently he was considered like the heir apparent to like uh, Miyazaki himself. Unfortunately, this would be his only directing role, as he would sadly pass away. In uh, I, um, I don't, I don't. It doesn't say how. Um, On how the Ghibli wiki, it says that uh, he died of a ruptured aneurysm at the age of forty-seven. So it's not yet. Yeah, not even that. Not even old. He died young, at, at, at ninety-eight years old. Um, so he Rest was. In cons- peace. He was considered the successor, uh, but now that successor is Isao Takahata. Um, which you see his name plenty on on other studio giving movies. Um, this was uh, produced by Toshiko Toshio Suzuki. Uh, this was released in July. Oh, funny enough, this was distributed by Toho of all places. Huh, interesting. Um, and uh, this was release date of July 15, 1995, with a runtime of 111 minutes. Box office of 3.15 billion yen. So. Um, and, uh, and our cast is as followed. Our lead actress, who, uh, 14-year-old employee who loves books, Shizuku Tsukishima, is voiced by Brittany, uh, uh, Brittany Snow. David Gallagher is Heiji Amasawa. Gene Smart is, uh, Asako uh, Tsukishima. James Seeking is Seiya Tsukishima. Carrie Elwes as Baron Humbert von Gikingen. I, I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. I knew it was Carrie Elwes. Gikingen. Gikingen, thank you. Uh, Shiro Nishi is... Uh, Harold Gold is Shiro Nishi. Ashley Tisdale's voice, voice is Yuko, Yuko Harada, which I recognize that one for sure. Vicky Davis is Miss Kosaka. Um, Mika Borem and Abigail Mavity voice Kinyo and now. Uh, Martin Spanger, I think these are all just, uh, okay, and then, okay, yeah, okay, that's enough, okay. So, Whisper of the Hearts, um, why are we talking, why did I open up with Country Roads, what is going on with that, 
Um, and uh, it's because this movie kind of centers around basically like a they're they're basically making their own lyrics and they're using country roads as a basis. I assume in the Japanese version they're trying to uh, translate the lyrics into Japanese, but right. kind of struggling with it. Right. Um, they, they, there's kind of a reference to that where she sings a bit called Concrete Roads, um, which I think that's probably what it's alluding to. That's probably harder to do in English because it's like it's like they're just singing Country Roads as their own, but it's not because that song's been out since the 70s. Um, so, um, and stuff like that. But, like, the, I, I think that's what it more is, that they're, they're, they're just trying to be... At the end of the day, you just have to take it as these are girls who are obsessed with this song and they like how it sounds and they're trying to make it their own. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, although you could interpret in the English version that they're trying to make a Weird Al interpretation of the song. Ex- exactly. That's also a thing. And this is this is like it doesn't say when this time this takes place. I would assume it takes place around the time it was released, like the mid '90s. So, you know, Weird Al was definitely a thing. So it's definitely that's definitely possible and, and definitely Western influence. As much as Japan's influence comes over here. There's plenty of stuff that comes over that comes over here and influences their their youth. So I, I would not be uh, surprised. But what is this story about? Uh, this story is about 14 year old Shizuku Tsukishima, uh, uh, who is pretty much a uh, very cre- uh, basically the creative person you know in the friendship of your little friendship circle when you were a teenager. Um, she loves to read. Um, uh, creating things. She's not really study oriented, um, but when she's obsessed with something, especially with it comes in terms of this, it's it's like she likes to read a lot of books. Like that's her whole personality. Geez, that sounds familiar. I know, right? <laughs> um, and she has a close like, and she doesn't have a lot of friends. She has a very small circle of friends, um, and pretty much this is her, this this is a. I would, because when you look at the box, like the box art, the poster, and they show the her in the dress, you kind of think it's gonna. I thought it was gonna be like this big fantasy epic, like you know Nausicaa and uh, and um, uh, Nausicaa and uh, Spirit, of, not Spirit Away. We haven't got there yet. Um, I would assume this would be like a spiritual successor to Castle in the Sky. But yeah, that's, that's this what I, movie is more more based on realism than anything else. Yeah, so this is about her living in a Tokyo, like, like in the suburb. They live in a very tiny apartment, which I felt very claustrophobic watching. Um, you know, I think a lot of uh, Japan, like Tokyo suburbs, are like like apartments are like that. It's just very small, and this is pretty much like her. Her journey to discovering what she wants to do with her life, even though she's only in junior high school. Because we've all been there. When we're in junior high school, we're like at that middle point where people start telling us, you need to start thinking about what you want to be for the rest of your life. Yeah, because it is one of those things that uh, they implant in your mind pretty early on. And it still does kind of dig into you as an adult. Exactly. Um... And so that's largely the, the theme of this movie of, of finding herself and also relationship drama and then just, you know, realizing that maybe, you know, that the person you didn't think was right for you is actually right for you. Um, 
you know, in, in multiple instances. So, um, and, and, and it's at some point she like, and, and also like meeting someone on the same like energy, the same as the kids would say, they the same vibe as you, where like, like literally her and uh, the male, uh, the male lead, um, uh, Seiji, literally feed off each other in terms of creativity. They, she won't admit it initially because she's ex- she's very Sundari in the beginning, but um, very much so. Like it, it, I, I feel like this movie is like one big uh, theme is creativity and the sh- and the struggle and challenges with it, but also those like those those thriving wins when you when you create something. Yeah, there really is a balancing act when you want to balance uh, real life with. Uh with your dreams and this movie does a pretty good job at conveying it yeah it, it, and uh, honestly you wouldn't even know like it's a fantastic movie because of, like for the first almost like hour and 15 almost halfway through the movie it's a real it's pretty much just like a slice of life movie um where she's just kind of living life she's writing his lyrics she meets a boy um and then like her friend tries to like likes, a, likes another boy who likes her but her friend likes that boy, but that boy likes her. It's all filled with that, so it's gonna make you feel those drama. Exactly, it's gonna make you feel that. Um, and it isn't until she finds this antique shop and she meets, uh, she sees the cat uh, statue that's known as the Baron, and she learns its story. Do you get the more fantastical elements uh, of, of the movie? Um, but uh, as for Shizuku as a character. I thought she might be the most, like, well-rounded. Like, you see a complete story arc from her from start to finish. Yeah, out of all the protagonists that we've seen so far, she's probably the most relatable. Probably on a meta level in most senses of the word, in all honesty. Like, there are points in my life where I become obsessively uh, compulsive with uh, things that I work on and focus on literally nothing else. So right. I can relate. Yeah, she decides that, um, well, uh, Seiji, who is a, a, by the way, his whole thing is that he is a violin maker, which that has to be my favorite scene when they start seeing Country Roads. In the, the manga, he was originally a painter. Oh, okay. I think this works better probably from a, a, a video a movie standpoint painting probably could have done something but i kind of like this that's a, i think that's an interesting change um um so um i like that was one of my favorite moments but like um he's a he is an expiring violin maker uh in his, in his right um and i like that after sort of that and then he has to go to italy to basically become a master violin maker which is really fucking cool um, and that that kind of sets off her creativity as she has to write this book called A Whisper in the Heart. Hey, look, that's the name of this movie. How oh, about that? Exactly. Um, and, and to what you were saying, it gets so crazy that she becomes so obsessive. Like she literally starts daydreaming sequences while she's at school and, and, or like at home where she'll like not study, not do what her assignments is supposed to and you know like this is this is where like like she might have, I would assume like from a medical standpoint she had ADHD where like she gets hyper fixated on this one thing and that's all she could focus on because that's, that's how I was when I was in school where like I couldn't I had good grades but sometimes I would just lack because 
you just can't like you find this new a thing you obsess about and you don't want to stop thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel the same way. And uh, in this movie, there is a particular reason for it because uh, she obsessed with uh, writing this story about the Baron. Uh, just so she can prove that she's good enough to be in a relationship with Seiji, who right. is aspiring to chase his own dreams right. around the same time. That's that's another thing I like about it is it, talking about creativity. That this is very that, that pretty much, like I feel like if you're a creative person, you need to watch this movie because that's what this movie is about. And that feeling of that imposter uh, syndrome feeling that we are uh, that we're talking about, um, and. Uh, um, you know, like we all feel inadequate. We like we all tell we all tell each other, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Don't compare whatever you're doing to the next person because you're only gonna make it feel like shit. But guess what? What do we do, Tyler? What do we do? We obsess. Uh, we compare ourselves to uh, other people and we feel like shit. Exactly. And she does it here, where it's not necessarily a sort of it's it's more of a romantic thing, but the idea is the same that she because she believes her craft, what she's doing, is not on the same level as his. You know, I mean, she calls his violin making magic, right? It's not the same. Like she feels like she's uh, she's not worthy of him, which is. Far from the truth from any person who's trying anything creative. Because creating something is hard. It's the hardest thing, you, one of the hardest things you can do besides actual physical labor. For sure, for sure. Um, and, like, that's like that's why I like her so much. And, like, she might be the most relatable Ghibli protagonist out of everything. Agreed. At least so far. Um, and I kind of, I, I won't lie to you, maybe this is a distraction, but, like, you know, like the fact that they introduced—I mean, I do no, spoil minor spoiler. There is a the Baron does the Baron will return um, in a spin-off movie in uh, the cat. And according to the Ghibli wiki, um, that movie is based off of the story that Shizuku actually wrote. So we get to—we'll get to see her story, which is actually really, really cool. Um, in, in a few, and in, we'll get to see Carrie always as the Baron himself. Yes, that's that's going to be awesome. Um, but we, we still have a, uh, several movies to, uh, not that movie, we're actually only, like, uh, three away, so it's not too Yeah, big. about three or four away. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I do enjoy, I did enjoy all that about her. Was there anything else you, you wanted to mention about her? I think we pretty much covered everything, uh, there is about Shizuku in all honesty. Yeah. Um, I, as for Seiji... Because I kind of like that... I really like the the relationship between Seiji and Shizuku. Uh, in that, like, how it's very much like kids. Where, you know, it's it like... Like, people get... Like, especially at that age who don't understand how feelings work. Or, like, they, they haven't gone through that process yet. So, like... You really, you don't really like that person who's with, who's with you, but then it happens. I really enjoyed that roller coaster uh, ride of a of of a of a story between them. Yeah, it's just another showing of you don't really know someone until you actually get to know them. Yeah, um, my favorite aspect is when like she brings them up. She brings her up to like the antique shop and. Number one, everybody talks about that meme of like, dude, it's just Japan, like it's just normal. But like the way Ghibli, Studio Ghibli had the settings around suburban Tokyo, like, dude, it didn't look like a real place. Like it just looked ethereal, especially those morning, 
sequences when like the fog is overlaying like it just looks so surreal um you know like it really does like like it's just place japan because it like it needs it maybe not in real life it won't look like that but in this one it looks ethereal it doesn't look like it should belong here um but i do like that sequence when they're like arguing in the antique shop after seeing like, you didn't tell me your name well, why didn't you tell your name and the whole thing is that she has basically been searching for him this entire time because she keeps finding this uh, she likes to check out books, and she keeps finding his name in the books, but she can never find him until it's that point. And instead of just embracing him like maybe someone older would, she's just like, how the fuck could you not tell me your name? And, like, without just strictly telling him why is she upset that he didn't tell her her name. It's so petty. It, it's, kids be kids. It's it's hilarious. It's, it's really hilarious. Um... I, I I'll never I'll never not find that funny, um, but uh, he does he doesn't he didn't have as much screen time as I thought he would. In all honesty, like he is a big driving force for Shizuku's character, but he's barely in this for fifteen minutes. Right, exactly, and thankfully we do get a nice happy ending between them, where like he comes. I think he comes back from his uh, from his trip. And, like, he wakes her up, like, on a... On, I, I'm assuming it's a winter or late fall morning. Um, and, uh, and like, basically takes her up this hill. And they basically confess their love to each other. Which I thought, okay, that's really sweet. Um, but he's more like a... Uh, like a spiritual driving uh, uh, success than actually... Um, than actually uh, being there constantly yeah you could say that um but yeah he doesn't really do much and most of the other characters in this movie besides seiji's grandfather don't really play a whole large so it's really it's and i kind of like that because it's it's just about shizuku like you have um uh i believe it's uh yuko who is uh um, like her number one best friend, and there's that great yeah. dialogue exchange she has with, uh, I believe it's Sugimura, um, who like he like Sugimura likes Shizuku, but Shizuku likes Seiji, but Yuko likes Sugimura, and Sugimura just can't tell. Listen, ladies, guys cannot tell at all. Most dudes cannot tell that you like that they that you like them. They can't. Some will, and they're the smart ones. But most dudes are like, "Wait a minute, she likes me." Even at even at thirty years old, um, it's it's still kind of hard to believe. Wait, what? Are you sure? I thought she was just being nice. This is how goes to show you how stunted mentally, uh, emotionally we are by our dads and our brothers and our other uh, siblings in society. Um, but um, I. I I cannot profess how much I love this movie as much as I did. I didn't expect it to love it as much as I did. Yeah, this is another unexpected one, in all honesty. Like, I was expecting it to be good, but nothing like this. Right, exactly. Namely, and it's it's not like... It kind of hits you over the head with it seems a little bit sometimes, but I thought it did it just enough because it wants to hammer home the important... Like, the, the significance of what she's going through. Of, of the struggling of the creative process and those those high highs and those low lows um and i i won't lie the only part and this might be a hot take but like and maybe maybe it's fine that we did it but like when he 
uh, when uh, Seiji's grandfather uh, Shiro starts talking about how um, you know he had a woman uh, in in Italy who was named Louise, and you know they were um, you know they had to be separated because he was coming to Japan, and like they will reunite when he, when the Baron and the Baroness come together, um, and I will see you again. And unfortunately, World War Two happens. I think it's World War Two. Um, it's World War Two, yes. And he ha- he goes back to Germany after you know. 1945, and he can't find her at all. In in like the Baron, and the Baron is a is a saw is like a sore spot for him because the woman that he loved all those years ago, he can never find her again. We don't know what happens to her, and I think it's like it's 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 like the one big quiet sad moment of of this entire thing. Yeah, the entire uh, backstory behind the Baron is pretty tragic. But it does give some insight on uh, on uh, Shizuka's evolution as a creator. Exactly, and like her her growth as a, as a person, um, and there, like like that there's that moment where you know he encourages her to write, and he she writes the story Whisper in the Heart, and she brings it to him, and he basically tells her like, look, you know, you have a lot of promise, but you know, you have you have a lot of you know rough edges. Like he was definitely being. The first thing you're going to create isn't uh, going to be perfect, so no. don't expect it to be. And, and uh, every rock has a diamond in the rough. Yeah, and I like that—that that right there, because that is something that we all know. Anybody who's tried to make something, we all know that your first one's always going to be shit. But no matter how many times we hear it, we always in our heads, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. I'm making this to me. I got to do it. And then when you when you get told very valid criticism sometimes it hurts it hurt even if it's not meaningful meaning uh, uh, criticism it just hurts because like you feel that you put everything in there and you feel like you failed because your points weren't evaded across and then to her to shizuku she felt that because of that she wasn't up to uh seiji's standards which is absurd but that's sometimes how it gets in your head yeah the whole idea is that um you just have to keep working at your craft uh, more and more, and you eventually get better at it. And that's where the whole uh, "emerald in the rock" analogy comes in. Uh, exactly. Um, and and there's a point earlier where like she's so distracted by her schoolwork that she she uh, she says, "I don't even want to go to high school. It's my future. I do what I want." Um, and then because of this moment she has with with uh, with, with uh, Sage's grandfather. Does she, um, you know, does she uh, realize, like, I need to go to high school so I can learn more, so I can fine-tune what I want to do and, and, and become up to Seiji's standards? And I, I love that. It's, that. it's that light bulb moment that happens. Yeah. Also, I love... You just got to keep working at your craft. Exactly. Um, okay. Uh, God, it, it like... Most of what I enjoyed about this was there a favorite moment you had from this movie? Um, there's a lot of them. Um, I only watched this about an hour ago, so uh, it's still a little fresh. Actually, no. Uh, my favorite part is um probably when uh, Suzuku and Seiji are playing uh, Old Country Road on violin, and then uh, the grandfather and two of his friends come in with instruments and play along. Yeah, that was an very wholesome moment that, that, like that that was I think that's that's my personal favorite like in terms of just 
like that 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 to me had to be it um like i i and i love that that's the bi- that's the that's the binding thing in this movie is country roads um it's that's never going to not be funny to me um or their version of of country roads um <laughs> um is there anything else we can uh we can say on this movie um not particularly we already mentioned the cat returns and spoilers that's gonna be in the next few films true exactly um uh yeah and 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 and, um funny that they used a uh they actually play country roads played by uh now uh, she recently passed away olivia newton john um at the beginning of the movie and then they do a japanese cover of it at the end um which is sung by yoko uh hona so um that was so cool. Yeah, I was not expe- I was not expecting it. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that that says it. Um, if you're gonna watch any any Ghibli movie today, um, and uh, I think you need to watch this, especially if you're a creative person, because I maybe this is one people watch. I when again we've talked about this before, but there's that there's that tiers of Ghibli movies that people list. I never see this one on there, and I feel like it should, because I feel like. Studio Ghibli birthed an entire generation of like creatives and wanting to make something that beautiful, and I feel like this should be in their list somewhere. Yeah, as a, an inspiring creator myself, I'm still kind of um, in a rut of uh, making videos at this point of recording. I can relate to this movie a lot. Like, I definitely deal with uh, the struggles of putting something out there and not feeling good enough to meeting other people's standards. But this movie is a nice wake-up call of uh, just working out what you love and also the fear of obsession over it. Uh, exactly. I, I, you, you said it beautifully. Uh, I took the words right out of my mouth. Um, let's go ahead and um, uh, give this... Uh, Give us a rating. How many country roads out of five do you give? Um, <laughs> do you give Whisper of the Heart? I will give this four and a half um, uh, cat tuxedos out of five. This is an unexpected, wholesome movie that kind of connects with me on a spiritual level. Uh, the leads are great. Uh, the message is inspiring. It can be a bit on the nose at points, but it doesn't matter to me. Uh, this is a nice, wholesome movie to watch, especially if you're an ins- aspiring creator. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, I was not, I wasn't sure what to expect, and I was pleasantly surprised. It, 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 once I found the hook of this movie. I deeply understood, like, okay, I get what you're trying to do, and it was so, so beautiful. I could see, like, from a story telling, story uh, telling standpoint, why, um, uh, why uh, Yoshifumo Kondo was uh, like considered the forefront because it had that Ghibli spirit, but with like, like uh, of Miyazaki, but definitely with more, like, more in there than what you would see at the surface level. Um, very beautiful very 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 beautiful in multiple levels um but next week though we're finally here and now i feel like now we're at the ha- this is this is officially the halfway point with our studio ghibli uh, marathon 
Um, uh, more or less, yes. Yeah, because like here now we're because we're gonna we're about to exit the nineties. Um, next week we're gonna watch the the movie that pretty much made Studio Ghibli a household name in the West, like more common, you know. Uh, than say in the early 90s when maybe a few people saw it like at a blockbuster next week we're finally talking about it it's Princess Mononoke this is going to be a treat because I've never actually seen this one Uh, like I've seen clips of it Mm -hmm. uh, and I've heard about it but never actually seen it yeah this is like funny enough this is like you know how like everybody equivalates Final Fantasy 7 to like the, the, the explosion of the JRPG genre in the West. Um, a lot of people attribute this movie as like the explosion of Ghibli awareness in the West. Um, it came out in the same year too. That's hilarious. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is very like that's how I would equivalent it because like like before this like what, what like again you you might have seen Nasica if you knew somebody right or like Spirit or not Spirit Away or um, Castle in the Sky, but. And those have become Edgelon. This is the one where it's like, especially because of the English cast and and the fact that um, who wrote the English version, uh, which I won't say here, um, definitely helped. I remember, like, so like it's the only Ghibli movie I own on Blu-ray. So uh, that goes to show you how much I love the movie. Um, Dang, that's high praise. Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's me the first time I've, I've, I've. It's been a long time since I watched it, um, so I'm curious to revisit that. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up out of here. Tyler, where can the people find you at? You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sAtai. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. You can come check me live at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2014. The 2D Beganza month is almost over, and we're about to head into the month of horror. So stay tuned to my Twitter account and my live streams to see what we're what I'm gonna do for y'all for the spooky month of October. Uh, and of course go to charts.com for this episode as well as our flagship show, the Charts Gamescast, as well as our wrestling watch longs that we I Thomas and I do. Thank you everybody for listening, and no matter and we'll see you next week uh, for Princess Mononeke. And no matter what, Country Roads, take me home. DMCA <laughs> Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.